Hello and welcome to Josh Coleman's podcast, a place to have inspired conversation with interesting people. Hey everyone, today I get to interview Kosta Soyanov, who is the creator of a media company called Uplifted Life. I've been following them for about two years and um, really have gotten a lot out of the videos that they create and and Costa's teachings. And so when I asked if he would do a podcast with me and he was pretty pretty game pretty quickly, I got really excited. And so one thing that I feel Costa really holds down is he transmits vibrations through his speech. So while you're listening to this, if you can just sort of relax and really take in what he's giving, I really feel it has quite a profound effect on a person's field. Enjoy. Hey Costa, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, we were just do- I tried to give a little prep. I was like, hey, we could talk about this, this, and this, and then you went into quite a quite a stream explaining how we're actually <laughs> going to do this. And how's that? Well, I mean, I was thinking, why not have some fun? Why not just embrace the conversation, see where it wants to go, rather than kind of you know saying we're going to take it this way, and then we're going to structure it, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about that, and you know, that we were just talking about, you know, that, that that is one of the things that brings the most amount of contraction into our lives is attaching to the outcome, wanting to know for certainty how things are going to go, wanting to control every variable. And life isn't about that, you know, and that puts us into a box. And I was just saying, you know, why not just, hey, you know, hey, Josh, hey, Kasa, let's see where the conversation is going to go. Let's wing it. want to share. Yeah, let's just wing it. Let's just have fun. And at the end of everything that we want to do in life, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, I want to have fun, I want to be light, I want to be playful. And one of the ways that I found that I bring that into my life is gracefully embracing uncertainty. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but let's just go for it. I know my intention, I know who I am, I know what I want to bring into the world, I know how I want to live my life, but trying to control every little thing just and I think that that's something that could be a, a bigger understanding to come through for the collective culture, you know, like, um, we did grow up with a sense of insecurity. And I believe that insecurity is what's driven us to try and find that security. Um, Absolutely. But wouldn't it be really cool if a whole group of people or even a cultural shift really went, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do trust that it's going to be all right. You know, like like that base, basic all right, like not even maybe not perfect, maybe not the best, but just basic all right. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to have? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we would basically be having so much more fun and we would be so much more creative. So it's it's not about, at least in my case, it's not about a total letting go. Um, it's about having a clear intention, having a vision for my life, having my values, knowing what I want to experience. But then the other side of that is saying, okay, I will move towards my, um, you know, towards my desired outcomes, uh, but I will do that gracefully. Yeah. I will get out of the way and see what happens. I will make the highest quality choices and take the highest quality actions that will bring me towards where I want to go. But at the same time, I have to respect the fact that there's so many variables and there's so much out of my control. So why not learn how to deal with that gracefully, surf on the edge of uncertainty? And I kind of define freedom and, and happiness, you know, with the ability to gracefully surf on the edge of not knowing. 
before you said the word surf and you had said you can control some things but you can't control other things the first thing that came to mind is like kind of like surfing <laughs> yeah. yeah no exactly i mean like you know i mean we've probably heard that before it's like you're gonna get into the ocean there's gonna be you know the water's gonna do what the water's going to do but then you could develop your skill to be able to surf on the you know on the edge of that you know of whatever uh the sea's gonna do that day so trying to control every aspect just I don't know, at least for me, didn't bring any playfulness in my life, didn't make me a happy camper. Um, no matter what I achieved on the other side of trying to control things and make things be the way that I wanted them to be, on the other end of that, even though I achieved, I don't know, financial success or whatever it is that I wanted, it kind of left me just, is that it? There was still a heaviness inside of me. There was still a insatisfaction. I most of the time I sacrificed way too much. I wasn't playful um, along the journey. So when I got there, I couldn't even appreciate the end result. And I was like, mm, that's maybe not the best way to live my life. I think, I think a lot of people could resonate with that. And so tell me, how did you move from that other mentality into this more playful, spontaneous mentality? Uh, <laughs> just hitting a, hitting a massive wall one after another, you know, when it's basically when the shit falls apart and you think that you have control and you've done your best to structure your life and to uh, bend life into what you want it to be. So I was coming from a lot of insecurity, especially financial insecurity as I was growing up. And my life was all about making sure that I did not feel the pain that I felt or the loss of control that I felt when I was a child. And that's most of our conditioning, right? It's basically the way that we're brought up sets the context on, you know, what we're going to try and do as we grow up. So I grew up in a very insecure, volatile environment when it came to finances. Um, there was a lot of pain for my, you know, for my mom, my sister, and I, and my father, of course. And I vowed not to be, you know, not to bring that in, into my life uh, going forward, not to bring that into the life of my my wife and my and my kid. So my whole um, way of doing things was I'm going to make sure that I do everything that I need to do to gather as much security uh, around me so I don't feel that pain. But when you're doing that, you're doing that even though you're successful, when when you're doing that from a place of insecurity and lack and scarcity, those are the seeds that you're planting. It's only just a matter of time until everything just falls apart. So even though I gathered, you know, a lot of financial security, things were going well business-wise, when I was planting those seeds, it was, you know, I was going to harvest uh, the same type of quality. So in 2008, when all the stock market just crashed, I lost 80, close to 90% of all of our savings. Wow. In in a few months. Um, So let me think about that. You know, like all your life you're trying to control the outcome and you think that you have it going on, you've kind of um, convinced yourself that you're someone that's important. You've convinced yourself that you've got things under control. You've convinced yourself that you're happy, you know, because money, you know, quote unquote brings happiness. At least that's the way that I was thinking about it. When I have money, I'll be happy. And I was realizing that the more money that I had, the more financial security I had, the less happy I was. And I was like, okay. And then when everything fell apart, there then the game really begins. How secure are you? How together do you have things? 
now that the one thing that you believe was going to bring you that sense of control and security, when that's gone. Wow. And that's what happened to us in, two, in 2008, where I really hit that wall. Um, and and but, so that's how a, a kind of a new path was born for you? And is that how you got into teaching as well? Like, is that all part and parcel? Yeah, I mean, after that, um, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, what happened to my life was a complete 180. Um, so my... My formal background is in psychology and kinesiology, so I always had this desire to help people. I also knew intuitively, internally, that the, the life that we were living out there had everything to do with the, you know, the way that we were feeling inside. I knew that as a child. I grew up as a, as a, as a kid who had a, a huge amount of weight on. Um, I was quote-unquote obese at a very young age because of all that, you know, insecurity and everything that was happening in our space. Um, I just ate my emotions and I had a very severe stuttering problem. So up until the age of about 13 or 14 years old, I literally could not pronounce my name. I couldn't get a full sentence out. For me to get a full sentence out, to really, it would be like, so just to say my name would bring a full on panic attack. And uh, so I changed my name from Costa to Jimmy because J's were easier to roll off my tongue than K's or K's for me and H's and certain, I mean, that would be the death of me. So, you know, just imagine trying to express yourself and and you can't. Uh, And then you have the weight that comes on. So my whole young childhood, what I remember was a, a deep amount of insecurity could not communicate with the world out there. Uh, people used to call me Porky Pig. And wow. that was my, I mean, that was my childhood, right? Wow. So I knew, what, for whatever reason, I don't know why, intuitively, I knew that what was going on in people's lives, I mean, having experienced it, of course, helped. I, I knew that the external results were just a reflection of what was going on internally. Mm. So to make a long story short, my, my, my biggest burden became my... My, my biggest blessing because at the age of 13, I'm not too sure if it was 13 or 14, my mother hired, uh, brought in a speech a therapist. And basically this guy came in, you know, would, would come into the home, would come into my house once a week. He would get me to sit in front of the mirror and I'll remember this forever in my room, which is like a little tiny desk. And he would just make me look into the mirror, concentrate on breathing in from my nose, out from my mouth, just to settle my mind down and to really look at my lips, just focus. He was basically teaching me how to meditate. I was just going to say, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I had, I had no clue. I mean, like, 13, 14, you have no idea what's going on. But basically, years of sitting, you know, in front of that desk, in front of that mirror, actually bawling my eyes out, because it would be so frustrating not being able to speak uh, what was in my mind, not be, I mean, not be, being able to get it out. But with time, I just learned to steady my mind and get things out, and get things out, and get things out. And that became actually my blessing, because one of the reasons why I was stuttering so much is because I had so much going on inside my head. You know that chattering, right? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But I would be able to pick up data from all over the place. There was, there was an overwhelming amount of data that was going on. And being able to actually calm my mind down and you know process that data and actually get it out and to be able to learn how to breathe, which was actually taking, you know, removing me out of the stress response because he was teaching me to breathe from the belly, deep breathing, steady breathing, completely transformed my life. Wow, wow. Um, 
What, you know, a, st- what a story, Costa. What was that? What a cool story. I just had, I had no idea about any of that about you. That's really, what oh. a fascinating, oh, yeah. fascinating story. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look at, um, you know, your, your burden becoming your blessings, who knew that X amount of years after that, I would be actually helping people by, by, you know, talking and, you know, expressing myself and creating these videos and doing coaching. Um, and then at the age of 15, one of my friends dragged me into the gym uh, and I just fell in love with the gym, transformed my body. So from uh, around the age of 16, 17, I, I underwent this metamorphosis where I could actually speak my mind, I could calm down, my body was getting back into shape. Um, and so I would help people in the gym. For whatever reason, I would always attract people around me who would ask me questions, oh, always, cool. even as a kid. And I think that passion for helping people, that that ability to sense what was going on inside people's um, being and feeling their contraction and wanting to help is what got me to go. I, I, I went back to school. I went to university. I got a degree in psychology. I got a degree in kinesiology. And then in 1997, I came out and I went into personal training, wellness and fitness. Right on. And, yeah, so I've always been somewhat of a person that, just is passionate about helping others lighten up. You know, if, if I were to just put that into one little sentence, that's what I'm passionate about, bringing people from their state of inner heaviness, external heaviness, and bringing them to a place where they're feeling light and open and expanded. Well, I think it's fair okay. to say that that is very needed in our society right now. I think that there's uh, generational trauma, ancestral trauma that we've been carrying for, for eons. And it was a rough world you know, back in the day, and still is, but I mean, back in the day, it was a rough-ass world, and I think that as we're coming into this, uh, you can call it enlightenment, if you want to use that in the most literal world word, like, to lighten up, um, I I think that having having people uh, helping each other, as we help each other grow, and then, of course, as you help someone lighten up, they can then pass that on as well, so let's hope that, again, on a bigger scale, that we are moving towards a lighter society, that would be, that would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's cool. I just I wanted to come back to something you said when you were mentioning that a lot of our issues come from what we're trying to control from our childhood. That is absolutely fascinating. I have to say that when you said it, all of a sudden I had like six flashes of my own intuition about my own life and places where I was holding myself back for that exact reason. And it was cool just how fast that transmission happened because again we're live recording this thing. But all of a sudden I was just like, oh fuck. Oh, me, me too. Like, fuck. I was just like, shit. And I thought like all these different, these different experiences like kind of flashed on my mind. And I was like, that's exactly what it is. eh? isn't that so f- yep. fascinating that, yeah. So it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Cause when we have that insecurity as a child, we're like, well, how do I fix it? And then we just have this quest trying to fix it, trying to fix it, trying to fix it. But at that point we've kind of moved on to other things, but still with that background anxiety, essentially of that, of that inner child, that's, that is really very potent visual. Thank you so much for that. Oh, yeah, you're very welcome, and it, it is, and it really is that. Like once you take the the time to create that space, you will recognize that almost everything that you do. I mean, to each and every one of us, it it shows itself differently. But it's basically you're trying. I mean, you got we got imprinted and conditioned when we were you know very young, and we those moments of pain, those moments of not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough. You know, you're feeling this inner discomfort. You, you know, whatever happened that kind of laid this imprint that hurt you, that, that just didn't feel good, 
now you will move on trying to protect that. Yeah. Because, you know, not to feel that again, because that's what, I mean, that's what the, <clears throat> the brain is all about. It's all about helping you survive. And pain is not a part, you know, that hurts, right? So now your brain is processing, you know, subconsciously maybe, you might not even know it, but you're doing everything not to feel that pain. And that pain that usually came when you were very, very young, it, it can happen in such a subtle way, right? I mean, you can go to, you know, like you can go to a party when you're six years old and you feel like the outcast. Somebody, you see someone laugh at you and because your, your, your pants are too short, you know, or something like that. And that leaves an imprint of you're not good enough. And somebody else now, you know, just with that one little look can actually tear your psyche down because in that moment that hurt you. Now, like at, at that young age, you won't know it. And as you're growing up, you're not, you, know, you won't see it unless you take the time to self-reflect and see what's going on, what's causing all these inner disturbances, what's causing, you know, my life to be an ongoing struggle. And you won't know that you're trying to impress people or you're trying to fit in or you're over-focused um, on the way that you look and the judgments of others. And that happened in that one party at least it started in that one party when you were six wow i, mean, I want to almost you know? say to the listeners here like do you see that you know like almost like take take a moment here maybe even pause for a second do you see that because um you know i've been doing this work for for like 10 years and something about the way that you just put that i just felt was like more relatable than i've ever heard it i don't know why what else to say it just like that's a really very potent way to put it. And again, I thank you. And I would encourage any of the listeners to just take a peek back. Is there anything you can see from your childhood that might have influenced the way you're thinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's and, and what's, what's, what's driving you? Like I, I would have never thought I, you know, that now in, in, in a wider context, um, when I was building up my business and I was thriving financially, if you would have told me that I'm, you know, that I'm actually doing it because I'm insecure and fearful, I would have told you that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was I was an achiever. I was a hustler. I was a go-getter. I, I have, like, if somebody would have told me you're doing this because you are fearful of losing control, I would have laughed. Because me losing control? Look at my life. Everything that I touch turns to gold. I'm yeah. successful here. I'm successful there. Me feeling disempowered or, or, or afraid? No way. No way. But it's only when you, I mean, at least I'll speak for myself, it's only when I crashed and I hit that wall and my world was spinning. And for whatever reason, I, I, like I had the good fortune of looking within me and trying to figure out what was going on because I couldn't find the solutions of this tailspin externally was when I began to uncover all this stuff. I was like, wait a minute, everything that I've done in my life, if I'm really honest with myself, has been propelled forward from fear and insecurity and this desire to control. And, and if I have this desire to control things, how empowered am I really? And, and, ha- like, and that, how, did, that, how did that change your approach and how did that deepen your kind of like intentions and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, so I, I began to see it clearly that the more that I need to control things, the more that I want the outcome to be exactly the way that I want it so I can feel happy, I realized that that's a, a very disempowering position to be in. That's a position of a victim. You know, that's a, a, a position of, you know, that put me in a position where my well-being, my internal happiness, or my internal feeling of lightness and ease and openness was always, you know, 
based on the situations that I found myself in. Like if the external world would match my expectations, then I would be happy. Or if it didn't, then I would be unhappy or sad or fearful. And I just, I realized that that was a very disempowering position to be in because the external world is going to change all the time. And if I needed to be the way that I wanted to be so I could be happy, that was going to be a losing game. So then the opposite must have been true. If I could develop the skill where I'm able to create and maintain this inner state of happiness and openness and freedom and calm and gentleness and kindness, no matter what the situations in my life would be, then that is true power. I I took responsibility of the way that I felt and, and I took it out of the hands of the people outside of me, I took it out of the hands of the situations, I, I took it out of the hands of, of the world out there. I realize that the world out there is going to do what the world out there is going to do. I do have a certain sense of quote-unquote say to what happens because of the quality of my thoughts and the quality of my choices and, and the quality of my actions. So I do have the ability to manifest the world that I would like. But at the same time, I realized, this, I realized that there was so much randomness. And if I did it through this, it must happen because where I am right now, I'm not feeling good and I need the outcome to be the way that I wanted to feel good, that I would never be happy. I would never be free. And I think that was the pivotal shift. Yeah, so I mean, or, what I see you saying I is you have that personal responsibility, but not for the whole world, just for yourself. And then you allow the world to be as it is while you have that personal responsibility. And that sounds like kind of a lot of the Buddhist tenets of not being too loose or too tight. Like it sounds like you're kind of like rectifying a duality in that moment. Yeah, you're just right in that sweet spot where you do take responsibility for your life. You do have a vision. You do understand that you do have the power to influence an outcome. But you also respect the fact that life does its thing and you get to deal with it. Like I always joke around, you know, when I, you know, with, with clients or with, you know, when I talk to people, it's like shit happens and you get to, you know, and, and you get to deal with it. The way that you will deal with it will determine your, you know, your future. Yeah. And it's sense. just like to be humble that way where you can navigate life gracefully. And so... And, that's what's worked for me and like just play so the, play the game but play it you know um in harmony yeah that's beautiful and so your job you do personal coaching i think you run retreats as well yeah yeah we do um these amazing retreats uh we i, I do workshops i've been blessed to have clients from all over the world um i've been blessed to work with many corporates uh and executives at the same time so um so what I'm really passionate about is exactly what you were talking about in the beginning, that if you as an individual manages to move towards your fullest expression and your highest potential, and you're able to be playful and light and open, your energy causes a huge ripple effect. Just yes. who you are has a ripple effect on others. Yeah, um, very you know, much agree. And that's the energy that you bring into the world, who you are. And now everything that you do Everything that you create also carries that imprint. And I'm passionate about that ripple effect. All I see is a, is a ripple effect. If one thing that I share can cause that one person to open up slightly and just be slightly lighter uh, you know, than they were when they first came to see me, 
then mission accomplished. Because I know that that ripple effect is, you know, is amazing. It really, um, it makes those small moments of change when you know a person has gone through that change. It makes them much more meaningful as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I was. Absolutely. I, I feel that I, I can resonate with that because I run workshops as well. And when a person even goes through an insight, it's like, oh, cool, job done. Like, how nice is that? You went through an insight, <laughs> and so it's yeah, yeah, it's really it's really cool. And so these these workshops and the work that you do, y- your intention on a higher level is for a bigger shift in consciousness. Would you say? Like, is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. I mean, the more. Uh, I mean, you know, it's cliche, but the change that we want to see out there has to has to and must come at an individual level. Yes, I agree. And I did a video I did a video on that that went kind of viral. I think it hit about two million people or something like that. When we're so busy trying to change the systems and the processes and the governments, we're trying to change the world out there, but we're not taking the responsibility of changing ourselves. I was, and I was particularly struck by that video. Uh, it was something I've actually shown quite a few friends as well. Um, and it was cool because, like you said, it's not about putting your head in the sand. It's about coming no. coming at the exact same issue with a depth and with a process of, of of coming. It's not just like you all have to change. It's like we are going to change, and I'm changing, and this is going to happen now. Like it's a different, it's just a different attitude, and I think it will actually lead to long term transformation, which is what we actually really do need right now. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you cannot change the world out there to make it a, a, a lighter place. Um, when you're carrying all this contraction and heaviness inside of you. And I think so, as you as you said, it's like then yeah, that quality, as you said earlier, you're bringing that heaviness into the changing process. And so mm-hmm. it can't help but be changed in that heaviness, not necessarily in the new, the new vibration or the new um, uh, vision that we're trying to bring into the world. It has to almost, if you do it that way, it's almost like you think about when there's been government takeovers before and then it turns out the new government's exactly the same as the old government because you're coming with that same sort of like power and control dynamic that then ends up manifesting in the same way, ironically, and then we have the same problem again, right? 100%. 100%. Like I, you know, I jokingly say it's impossible to plant cu- cucumber seeds you know, you're planting cucumber, cucumber, cucumber seeds and expect to get a tomato. Yeah, right. It's, it's impossible, right? So if you're putting in the energy to try to create the new world that you want out there, shift things, and you're coming from a space of contraction, anger, hostility, um, you're bound eventually to get the same result. And I've noticed that too. It's funny because I have... Um... There are people in my life or people that I'm observing that will do that. And at this point, I'm like, okay, you know what? Instead of feeling like, oh, no, I need to change them, which is something that I have to go through as well. I'm like, oh, I need to fix them. It's like, well, no, 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 just wait. That's the same problem again. <laughs> um, just yeah. standing back and observing, I'll notice that the energy will often run itself out and we'll, and we'll have to go through, uh, and we'll have to go through uh, an ending point. Sorry about no, that's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast. It's loose. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've just, um, when I've seen friends going through that, where you can tell it's not, it's still coming from hurt or pain. Um, I'm at this point, I'm really good at just stepping back and just kind of watching as it plays itself out. And then a person hits the wall, as you said before, and then goes through a, a transformation or a change. And so it's been really cool for me because I used to get quite upset when I'd see if I'm like, Oh no, you're going to do it wrong or whatever. You're going to hurt yourself. And I just say, okay, well that's again, I can only control my own stuff. So, or not even control, but be responsible for my own stuff. So I'm just going to pull back and, and yeah, watching a person go through, let's say that 
painful moment of realizing that their pain is still manifesting and then have to go through their own um, personal enlightening, right? And so it's been it's been cool to even for for me to have I'm quite connected to a lot of people to see that in the past feel quite dismayed and now just have a little trust in the process. Um, exactly. And, and the greatest gift that you can give someone, I think, anyways, is uh, the space. You yes. Know, can you hold space for them? Can you be the example of the vibration or the frequency or the energy or whatever language you want to use? The state of being that you would want them to evolve into and can you hold that space for them as you see them maybe going through the challenges that they're they're going through and if they know that no matter what you have their back that you will hold that space you will not be judgmental you will not to try you will not try and push your approach and your philosophy and your way of seeing things down their throat because that's going to cause them to tense up even more when we do that and i've learned that you know through through um you know, banging my head over and over again, trying to yeah. change people, you <laughs> exactly. know, especially people that I love, right? It's like, oh my God, you, you, please look at, you know, like, like, listen to me. You just, and the more that I did that, the more that I tried to share with that type of, you know, desire to, to, to control their outcome, you know, the, the more that they tensed up. That's so, that's so, so the true. The more that they pushed, yeah. you know, they, they pushed me away. And so... I realized, well, no, that's that's not it. It's basically how can I, again, gracefully hold that space for them, gracefully be, be there for them, um, honor what they're going through, um, and, and then so that they know that no matter what, you know, through that process, they have a friend. Through that process, they have someone that, that, that will be there to support them. If they want to ask questions, awesome. I, I will be there to answer them in the best way that I can. But to push them uh, and try and control the, their outcome for them, uh, that never works. Yeah, well, that's, again, I think that's something that I, I have to remind myself of that quite regularly. And I think that anyone doing this work who has passion, who has vision, has to kind of like, you don't have to, but it, it's better to to remember that. Um, I have a question for you. You run, again, something called Uplifted Life. So for anyone who's listening, if you want to type in Uplifted Life into Facebook, or do you have a separate website off Facebook too, or...? Uh, yeah, we have upliftedlife.com. Great, yeah, and um, and again, the teachings are very similar to what you're you're talking about right now. You've put through these amazing, inspiring videos um, that have a lot of transmission in them. Like that's the big thing. I'm noticing while you're speaking to you, you carry a lot of transmission. In other words, your life experience is transmitting uh, through your presence and through your being. And I know you do that through your videos too, which has been really, really, really cool to see. Um, do you ever get trolls? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I, don't, I don't think so either. I've, I've searched, I took a little peek because again, my childhood thing is nervousness of people being mean to me. And I know that that's just such a, that's such a, what do you call it? Like a, a childish, literally uh, thing to feel, but that's something that I'm still in the process of overcoming is letting go of that fear that someone's going to be mean to me. And so every now and then when I see someone who's really making an impact, I just scroll through the comments and I'm like, okay, someone's going to be mean to him for sure. And it's funny when I go through yours and I'm just like, no one really seems to be saying anything mean. They're just saying, hey, thanks for that. <laughs> and yeah. and I think it must come again because you're not you're not bringing through a conflictive energy either. It's not like you're saying, hey, fuck you all people. You have to do it differently. Like you're literally just saying, hey, this has worked for me and I'm you're transmitting your own experience and it's really hard to refute that. And so yeah. it's been really cool. Um, it's really cool to hear that you just don't get trolls. Like you don't have people trying to to 
to hurt you. But again, I also almost never see a conflict of energy that you'd have an opening to be doing that anyway. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I really, really just share and I share from my heart and I share with what, you know, has helped me and what has come through me really my, my whole job, my hardest job has been to get myself out of my own way. Basically that's it. Like if somebody says, wow, out of all these years, what has been your biggest struggle? Just to get myself out of my own way and not take myself so seriously with the work that I'm doing or, you know, just get out of my own way, allow things to happen, allow what needs to be shared to be shared so I can become, quote, unquote, and, and the most open channel that I could possibly Like an empty, empty vessel comes to mind as well, like yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, right? just, yeah, just kind of get my own stuff out of their own way, my own way. Obviously, I, I'm still a, a, a work in process, um, but just, just to share and to share what has worked for me, what has worked for my clients, to share my story, my perspective. And if it helps you in any way move closer towards the person and the life that you want to experience, then awesome. And if it doesn't, awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's, it, it, like it, it's okay. It's okay. I do not want to replace your belief system with what I believe or know. I, I, I have no interest in that. So I spend zero time worrying about what you think. I mean, you know, whether you believe or resonate with what I say or not, like zero of my energy is wasted on that. It's like, it, it will find the people that it needs to find. I will find the clients that I need to find. I've never tried to go out and get clients. I've never tried. We never even tried to say, let's do a video and hope it goes viral. <laughs> we just made a video, have awesome people that, you know, create these wonderful videos in terms of imagery and music and stuff like that. Like they're little trailers. And I've been blessed to have these people in my life. They're, 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 they're amazing. And we just put it out there and say, okay, it's out there now. Well, and if... what, 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 what happened was a few of them went viral and you're like, oh my God. And then all the love came in and people were saying, oh my God, thank you so much. For, it, it sounds like you're talking to me. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. And thank you so much. That has just been an ongoing love fest. That's so and now there's gonna cool. Be, there's going to be people that are going to disagree. There's going to be people that are going to say, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Ah, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Like I did a few videos that were you know um just kind of ruffled feathers one of them was uh on is money the root of all oh you know people. what i did see that and i do remember seeing some trolls on that one that's right i yeah. remember that it was a good video yeah. though you actually i think you really took that can you explain what you said on that video actually because i thought that was really cool no i was just basically saying that you know money is just money it's you know the it, it, it has no power in it by itself. It's the way that our that we are using it. So the, the quality of, of of the consciousness, the quality of your consciousness, will use this thing called money. And as a and as a collective, we've been using it the wrong way. Yeah, for so power and money, yeah. you know, is money the problem? Is the love of money the problem? I mean, because that's what it says in scripture. Everybody came back and says money is not the problem. It's the love of money. So. But, but wait a minute, isn't love the answer? Like, love is the answer to everything. So if I'm using, if I love this thing called money, which is even funny to say, but if I love this thing or I appreciate this thing called money because it, it allows me to do so many beautiful things, is that a problem? And, and, that's, and that stirred some massive, 
massive wound in it, people. Was it mostly spiritual people that were getting fucked up about it, or was it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's I knew it would be. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the spiritual people. It's the conspiracy people that you know, the money and the money system and this and that and you know, and that brings up all these wounds and pains, and it's and it's okay. It's like let let them come out. But if you put all that power in the thing called money. You're the one who's doing that. You are the one who's letting yourself get all riled up by this thing called money. But what if we all grew up? What if we all became responsible human beings? What if we all developed the quality of our consciousness and that we were not operating from fear and insecurity and lack and scarcity and and then use this thing called money in the most constructive ways? Have you ever thought about, do you think that we'll go through a a change in our system when it comes to money? Like, do you think, what if we t- we just change what the numbers mean? I know that sounds a bit simplistic, but we went through a whole process, changed what the numbers mean, did universal basic income, like really reformatted, I guess you could say, our, our financial system. Do you ever see that as a possibility? To be honest with you, I mean, like, this might sound like a little harsh. I don't care. Yeah, gotcha. It, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like, it, it, it won't make any difference until the quality of consciousness, until the people themselves, their inner being, the operating system behind it doesn't change, whatever we produce in terms of system will be will end up being corrupt again. We'll end up being manipulated by a, a mentality, a mindset, an operating system that is based on fear, you know, that is based on insecurity. It's fear and insecurity and the survival response, you know, breeds lack. When you have lack inside of you, then you need to control, then you need more. And whatever system that we will create sooner or later will get corrupted again by the old operating system. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Thank you. So I kind of like stop. It's like it it doesn't matter what system we have until we as a collective change the way, you know, our internal operating system from scarcity, from lack, from survival, from the stress response that dominates us. It doesn't matter what system is in place it will end up being the same. It will end up causing the same pain. It will end up causing the same inequalities. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's really, that's super cool. Why put my attention on what the future is going to be in terms of the systems when we need to get down to the root cause of what's causing all these systems to end up being dysfunctional systems? That makes total sense. Yeah, so my whole work has been... I'm not going to waste my time worrying about what systems are, you know, what what the future is going to hold in terms of systems. Let me do my work personally on becoming the most open, lightest, you know, empowered, truth-based, caring, loving, outpouring individual. Let's correct that inside of me. Let's do that in as many people as I possibly can through this, you know, platform called Uplifted Life because that's what I'm called to do. And then that being that's going that, that's undergoing their own personal transformation and becoming the most open and lightest and confident and empowered person, then will use money for good. Mm-hmm. Then you will use money as a resource and as a tool to, to uplift the lives of others. They will no longer be dominated by their stress response and survival survival response. It's very hard to outpour when you're running away from a lion. It's very hard to contribute to society when you're dominated by an internal operating system that is based on survival and scarcity and lack. Yeah. So 
we have to start there. So, After that, let's see what happens. The most beautiful systems will be created from people that are open and light and are operating from a higher quality of consciousness. Those, those systems, whether it be monetary, governmental systems, will be a reflection of the consciousness. So I just said to myself, instead of fragmenting my attention and, and putting it on, 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 on how bad the systems are and changing the systems, why not just work at the root cause? Yeah, no, that look, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad I asked the question so you could you could say that to me. <laughs> that's, that's helpful for me to remember. <laughs> um, when when you did make that money video, and it, let's say that's probably the only one that really triggered people in that way, and I did notice that. Um, was there, did you get any backlash at all, or was it just a passing thing? Like it was just like oh, it went through. People had their their rah rah, and then you just moved on and didn't really make a difference anyway. Oh no, no, I just moved on and I didn't make a difference. I'll probably make you know. This uh, this summer uh, has has been a, a, an incredibly busy one for me. So I, I we didn't have time to do uh, as many videos that we would have, have liked to do. But I will probably address that subject again, just to kind of you know open up that conversation because I think we need to open up that conversation because there's so much tightness and so much contraction around this thing called money that it's causing so much pain in people's lives, and we have such a um, dysfunctional paradigm around it that I I kind of want to bring it up and have that open discussion, one of my, uh, one gentle of, discussion. You know, one of my favorite quotes is if it's if it's mentionable, it's manageable, and I think that's true. Yeah. And the things like religion and uh, and money and all these things that are, uh, a politics that that are also messed up is because they're not man uh, mentionable we can't talk about them anything that we can't talk about we can't get through so i really admire the fact that you're bringing up something that you know is going to trigger people but in a way that's yeah. your intention is to help enlighten again to make the field lighter and i think that's a really really very powerful stance and it's you using dare i say power in a very good way as well yeah i mean i just want to play with this concept like i, I basically want to play with everything just let's just put it out there that's let's examine where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, like I usually joke around because I have these conversations with people I, and I, the people that are complaining the most about money and how it's evil and how it's this and how it's that, they're struggling financially. Yeah. That's so it's just like, true. okay, can you stop and just see? Like, please tell me how money is not important when you have a loved one who is suffering and needs medical attention and you can't pay for that. Yeah. Please tell me how money is, is, is not important, you know, to to be able to get you off the stress response because you can pay your rent. You know, please tell me how that's not important. And then just, you know, just hunkering down and saying that money is evil and the system is corrupt and, and, the, and, the, and the governments are, how is that going to help you pay for that medical attention that your loved one needs? How is that going to pay for your rent? Like, I understand all that, but you have to let that go because in the meantime, you're, you're, you have so much contraction inside of you that's keeping you exactly where you are. So I usually find that the ones that complain the most are the ones that don't believe that they can go out there and create affluence for themselves. That they cannot sense. sustain themselves. And just because, again, this may trigger people listening here as well, and that happens, there's nothing wrong with that. But let's can we use that exact same principle of contraction and relaxation on a different subject just to kind of make a comparison? So, I don't know, maybe even like romance. I think that's an easy place where, again, there's a lot of fear-based mentality that goes into romance and that that often manifests as kind of the same issue over and over again until we start to relax our attitudes. And then ironically, we go, oh, you know, I'm not even really looking for 
a partner anyway, and then boom, uh, we uh, with somebody that kind of mentality. So that's like our energy field, though, when it's contracted, right. and yeah. versus when it feels open, right? And so that same thing that we're applying to money, we can apply to all these other areas too, though, right? Like it's like yeah, everywhere, everywhere. So like when we're relaxed, uh, uh, we can flow into things. We can. I was thinking about this the other day when we when we even strongly want something, which is a form of control. When we really strongly want something, it's kind of like we push it away. But then, if you can relax, you actually have the space for things to come through, like to you, kind of thing. And I was just thinking thinking about that. So that applies to money, but again, it could apply to every other aspect as well—the contracted field versus the relaxed, open field. You know. Yeah, and we can call that, you know, like uh, some people use the word vibration or frequency, right? If your frequency or your vibration or your state of being uh, is low on a certain topic like money, then you will not allow it to come into your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you will complain how unjust everything is. Yeah. So it, it's, it's more complex than just this conversation that we're having because, I mean, there's so much that goes into this conversation about um, money and how as a society we have used it in such a wrong wrong way i mean just um the the debt system i mean that's bondage right so yes you know that will come up in that conversation and we'll say you know well you know it's you know the the banking system and and the way that you know like it it creates itself through debt yeah awesome I, i totally understand that but what if you can awaken to this truth that you can actually create wealth and money to come into your life by relaxing, by opening up, by having self-confidence, by getting yourself off of survival, by developing the skills that will able to solve problems in other people's lives? What if you developed yourself and you were able to outpour and, and to become a person of resource to other people that you made you allowed money to come into your life that you didn't necessarily need to work through the banking system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, that's huge. I mean, like, to understand that, yes, debt is, it's, it's man-made, right? And it does bond people down. And, and I totally get that. There's a lot of contraction that goes with that. But also, the, the other part of that is, what if we developed ourselves beyond that system? And, and... That we, we understood that we have, you know, that we wake up, that we are the creators of our existence like we are the creators the stories that we decide to tell ourselves what we do with our lives have outcomes and what i hear what i hear you saying is also the intention to use those resources let's call them resources right now even to take it down to something else to use your resources to help other people that intention yeah that intention makes a huge difference yeah exactly it's a huge difference now you're in alignment with something greater where you say i don't just want this money to you know um bury my my own person i mean the same way that i was using money before that was a very dysfunctional way of using money it was all ego-based fear-based insecurity it was hiding up these wounds and so it just ended up bringing me to a very very dysfunctional place and a lot of pain but beyond that once i grew and i realized that you know, my whole purpose was, you know, to help other people, to uplift other people, to bring lightness into the lives of other people in any way that I could. As I developed my skills to be able to do that, as I faced my fears to be able to do that and evolved who I was as a, as a person, I realized that more and more money was coming in. And when more money comes in, it just allows me to do more wonderful things for other people. It's beautiful. So, and, That's really beautiful. And then it was like, okay, but so... Uh, uh, 
once I made it all about other people, once I made it, once I even forgot about how much money I wanted to make, and once I really said to myself, it truly is about outpouring. And whatever comes in, comes in. And the more that I did that, the more that I made my life about others, the more that I made my life about genuine service, the more that I cared about, you know, evolving who I was and sharing that with as many people as possible, that's when the floodgates opened. More people came in, more wonderful clients, more everything just flourished. And, and the resources my, of, like, for example, and, your video editors and sound producers yeah. and the people that would come through, those are all resources, right? Exactly. I mean, when I come, exactly, exactly. It's not just money. Everything aligns to help you move on and to evolve. Because as I'm evolving into my highest expression, and as I'm evolving, I'm helping the collective do the same. So then I'm in alignment with this universal desire for expansion and evolution and and growth. So then, let's call it the universe or whatever you want to call it, aligns with you and helps you because there's no more contraction inside of you. I'm no longer doing it, you know, to, you know, to, um, to um, cover up that pain that I was feeling as a little kid. Yeah. I had to process that. I had to evolve through that. And as I did, well, you know, life just keeps on giving me and I'm using it in a completely different way and what I would have used it or, or how I used it when I was younger. That's beautiful, Costa. Hey, um, we're going to do one little final thing that I do at the end of every episode, and it's just a question. If you could give kind of like, I don't want to say a one-liner, but a little bit of direction that you would just give to everyone if you could, just one sort of like you'd write it on a whiteboard or something like that, what, what would you say to people? Well, I mean, I'm all about, I mean, what, what has really changed my life, what has brought the most amount of joy uh, is to, you know, I wake up every morning and this is the one little mantra that I use every single day. You know, may I, you know, may I respond with lightness no matter what life brings my way today. That's so beautiful. it's like, you know, just to kind of bend back and say the great, my number one purpose in life, my number one purpose before anything else. I believe, anyway, this is, this is the philosophy that I've adopted, is to move towards lightness and openness. And that's my highest expression. That's what I care about the most, because I know that at the other end of that, at the other end of lightness and openness and calmness and kindness, or whatever you want to call it, you know, that, that good feeling is everything that I want. Mm -hmm. So why not make that my purpose? Yeah. Why not just say, you know what, today, I'm just going to, life is going to happen and I will try and, and, and respond in the lightest and most openness and most graceful way possible. That's a wonderful re intention. Re reminding myself of that. Wonderful and intention and, and wonderful direction, yeah. Yeah, and then let everything evolve from that. And usually some good stuff takes place. So. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, look, it's been fantastic uh, to speak with you. I've, I, think, I think I know what your clients feel like because I feel like a number of movements in my energy field have happened just sitting here and interviewing with you so i'm i'm hoping very much so that that's going to go off into any of the listeners here and well i know it will because that's just what you're doing <laughs> and i just want to say that your intention as a being and the the work that you're doing as you transmit these things is very much felt and thank you for that thank you so much josh and thank you for the opportunity and uh, I, I love what you're doing with these podcasts yeah. awesome brother okay thank you all right 
Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for the podcaster today, send an email to questionjcp at gmail.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-J-C-P at gmail.com.